0: You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. Welcome to Casual Fridays. I'm Holly Fry. I'm Tracy B. Wilson. Tracy, this week we talked about tarot cards. We sure did. Which is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. And I have often walked up to the edge of it and then backed away because uh, it is a very big topic. Mm -hmm. Which I pared down a whole bunch because you can go down an avenue for days. (laughs) Um, Do you have any tarot cards? No, not currently. I had, when I was in my 20s, I had a deck. And I could not tell you now what was on it i had bought it probably at a like like a, a new agey bookstore in Asheville, north carolina <laughs> would have been the source of that deck i'm almost certain uh i don't have it anymore like I i will uh, uh, like appreciate the visual beauty of people's deck designs but it has yeah. like not been a thing that i have felt compelled to purchase for myself since then yeah um it's one of those things. Like I have purchased a number of decks over the years, or have gotten them because of the art on them. Um, so mine are all a little bit like I, I couldn't read you a, a a tarot spread to save my life. Um, but I have like a really fun deck that is all um, prominent figures of Victorian England oh, adapted. That's fun. It's pretty good. Um, lots of Queen Victoria and the family. Oscar Wilde shows up, all of the all of the key players. I have one that is one of the most beautiful things on the planet, in my opinion. It's by a company called um, Baba Studio. They make these really beautiful art tarot decks. And it's the Baroque Bohemian Cats Tarot. So it's cats in beautiful 18th century gowns. <laughs> I think I've seen that one. And I love it. And then I have uh, a deck that is just the Major Arcana, but it's all Cartoon Network characters. That's also fun. So fun. Um, and I have one that's on the way that just got released this year that's Nightmare Before Christmas. So obviously, like, I'm in it for the silly art. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's one of those things that it's it's been interesting. And one of the reasons I finally bubbled this up is because I've had a couple of friends this year mention um, that they wanted to start studying tarot practices that are more based in meditation. Oh, yeah. Um, And how it's like a tool for meditation for a lot of people. And I was like, oh, yes, indeed. That is a thing that people do. Yeah. I know a lot of people who will sort of pull a card as sort of their Mm -hmm. self-reflection prompt for the day. Yeah. Uh, It's one of those things, right? I always love a little um, kind of prompt-based meditation because I'm one of those people that has a hard time with an inroad to meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm not very still by nature. It's a little bit, when people say clear your mind, I kind of get scared. And I know most meditation in the modern era is not that. It's just about like being with your being with your mind in stillness, et cetera. But um, something like that makes it a little easier for me to get in the right headspace. So I- it made me think about it more. And I was like, oh, I should pull out all of those pretty decks of cards that I have that are just sitting in a little uh wardrobe in my sewing room. Yeah. With beautiful books that go with them. Um, But, yeah, so this made me think about those. I also, um, I mean, I do get very fascinated by all of the, like, times over the years, right? You are a little bit younger than me. Not by too much, but like I'm sure you, like me, growing up, probably experienced or saw people that were like, "Ooh, no, that is scary stuff. I would never touch it." Oh um, yeah. Growing up in my mother's side of the family, in particular, there was a simultaneous fear about and fascination with things like tarot cards, uh, and it, it just makes me chuckle a little bit. Being like, "It's it's just a game. You could just play a game if you wanted." <laughs> tarot cards. <laughs> And, uh, and like, Ouija boards, which right. similarly are, like, that's a game that became associated with a cult. Yeah, it says a lot about how quickly humans adapt their thinking to engage with the unknowable in a mm-hmm. way that they... It's like, we all kind of want to engage with the unknowable, but don't always know how. And so someone comes up and goes, I think... This was an ancient Egyptian wisdom and magic book. We go, yes, of course it was. Sure. (laughs) Um, But in any case, uh, which is not, I want to be clear. If anybody, you know, does use them for divination, that's not my thing. But good, cool. Good for you. I've been to tarot card readings on occasion. They're quite fun. I enjoy them. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm mocking them. It's just not a I I, so sometimes... Sometimes I'm not sure what I'm going to have to talk about during our behind the scenes. And so I was thinking this morning, I was like, I have I had a tarot reading? Oh, I I definitely did. I had this like really involved tarot reading. Oh no, that was when somebody uh, did my astrology chart. That's a whole different thing. Um, But then I remembered a night that I was out uh, at a, a place that used to be in Atlanta that is gone now called Cafe Tutu Tango. Yeah, Um, uh, And I went there with a bunch of friends um, one night for food and cocktails and stuff, and somebody was doing tarot readings. And I remember getting one, and I have no recollection of what she said to me at all. I had one um, that we did for fun at the Renaissance Festival, not the year you and I ran into each other there and had brunch, but a different time, that I still look back on that particular reading with a little bit of a, like, Huh, because there was some some insights that were a little astonishing to me mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Not the kinds of things where like a cold reading guess would play out. Mm-hmm. Like it literally, she like laid out my cards and looked at me and said, and Brian will back me up, he was there. You have two bosses and you're caught in the middle and it's making you really miserable. And are they related? And it was a husband and wife that owned oh, the business. Wow. That I, And I was like... I'm gonna go now. I know. <laughs> she was just like, "I hope you quit that job soon." It's like, "Me too." Goodbye. Yeah. Um, I mean, for all I, yeah, it was a very strangely good cold reading. Um, but yeah, and I, I again, the art alone is like where it's at for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love seeing new interpretations of decks. Um, so anyway, if you collect tarot cards, send me your pictures because. You know, I always like some visuals. For sure. But otherwise, I hope everybody is having a good October. The second episode that we talked about this week was about uh hellhounds, demon dogs. I don't want to say devil dogs because that has the association with uh the military. And I don't want anybody to get confused, which is why I originally was going to call it something like that. And then I was like, nope, 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 nope. That will confuse people. They will come here for military history and they will get me just saying black shock over and over. And <laughs> nobody, <laughs> they don't want that. <laughs> This is one of those things where um, I almost put a PSA in the episode, but I'll do it here, which is that um, I want to make sure we recognize that, you know, things like the black dog myth have not been great PR for black dogs in, yeah. in regular life. Um, yeah. If you go to an animal shelter, almost any of them will tell you that the black dogs and cats for that matter are the have the lowest adoption rates. So if you are in the market for a furry friend, Consider that. Gotta look at look at the black dogs and kitties. They're often yes. so sweet. Speaking as someone who has a, a, a bonded pair of black sibling cats, they are the best. <laughs> I miss having a black cat in the house. We did for a long time. He has since passed on, and I just, I miss it. Uh, there's something very um, soothing to me about having a, a black pet. I don't know what it is. Probably it's the lazy part of me that doesn't want to always pick cat hair off of everything that I own, or dog hair for that matter, and I wear a lot of black so it matches, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't have a single black pet, but uh, it did make me want to run out and adopt a black dog and name it Black Shuck or Barguest because those are both great names. This is like how after uh, after the Witchfinder General episode, <laughs> you're going to get cats named Vinegar Tom. Ready. I love a good pet name. Um, yeah, it's interesting, right? I grew up with dogs. I'm an idiot with dogs we've talked about on the show before that, like I have actually been attacked by a pack of dogs, and yet I see a big, scary dog, and I get down on the ground and go, Baby, like I'd never learn to be yeah. careful. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, I know we've told this story in live shows before. I can't remember if if I've told it like on the sh- on the podcast before, but when you and I were on tour last mm-hmm. year, I think we were in Texas, and we walked into our venue. Um, and a very large dog came running toward us, dragging its leash behind it. Yes. And our our reactions to this dog were not the same. Part of this is because I had been playing a lot of Fallout, and, and they're... <laughs> you're conditioned to not the dogs wanna... running at you. It's yeah. going to be a problem. Uh, but then part of it is also like I I was raised in a household with a very high strung cocker spaniel that snapped at people. Yeah. Um. And like one of the many life lessons that my mom tried to teach me that were based on things that would definitely harm me if I ever ever did them was like not to pet strange dogs because this strange dog will definitely bite you and then you will get rabies and die. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, like, dogs are fine, but I I do not get very enthusiastic about being run at by the strange dog. And then, meanwhile, you were like, baby! I was. I literally, like, knelt down on the ground and held open my arms so she could jump at me. I didn't know that dog. No. <laughs> um, my thing is always, like, my solution, this isn't accurate. Any behaviorist will tell you, like, don't make these presumptions. Um, is always just to get down on their level because then they don't see you as threatening. hmm um, and I presume they'll just like me. <laughs> I'm usually, I do, I want to make it clear. I am very, um, that's clearly a dog that wanted to come and see us. I would not normally go just up to a random person's dog. I always ask, is it okay to, to say hi to your dog? Are they allowed to be petted by people they don't know, et cetera? Uh, right. good dog etiquette behavior. Because not all dogs are ready no. to meet strangers. And some of them are learning to be sociable yes. um you know, and then conversely a lot of people are not okay with having strange dogs approach them no um yeah i mean it, it is it is one of those things right i um i always am a little bit surprised when people are like i don't like dogs because that's like going i don't like breathing do you know what i mean <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. what, do, what do you mean dogs are amazing um but I get it. Everybody's experience is different. It's just sort of those things where my brain's initial reaction is like, "What? That doesn't make any sense. But there are lots of people who don't like the things I like. It's fine. Uh, I don't have any dogs at the moment. Um, I haven't in a long time, just because for a while it was a case where like I travel so much, our lifestyle is just not would not be fair to a dog. at sure, all. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I have friends that travel a lot and have had a lot of difficulty with their dogs being very stressed by it. And I don't want to do that to a, a critter. It's one of those things where like, even during this pandemic would have been a great time to adopt a dog. However, at this point, I have a whole lot of cats, several mm-hmm. of whom are very old grumpy men. Um They're really not that grumpy, but I also don't want to mess with their life when they're like right, 15 right. and go, yeah. Hey, now you have a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> They don't need that. They need to be held and kissed and uh, spoiled. They don't need a puppy sure. in the mix. Uh, but yes, I really, really, really am dead serious that I have to go to Rougarou Fest. Yeah. It looks like so much fun and like such a good, casual, like delightful way to enjoy all of the many wonders. You, you Anybody who listens to the show knows I love New Orleans um, and Southern Louisiana culture and food specifically. So I'm I'm not joking. I'm coming for you, Rugeru Fest. If anyone hears this, I will be there next year if it happens. <laughs> uh I already went to their website and bought things. <laughs> nice. Nice. I figure uh, you know, it's a it's a tricky year for for any kind of events like that. Mm-hmm. Uh so anyway I can support them. I'm happy to do it. We hope that you guys all have a very, very safe. And as delightful as possible, Halloween. If you celebrate it, Mm -hmm. if you don't celebrate Halloween, I just hope your autumn is going delightfully. If you're in a part of the world where this isn't autumn, I just hope you're getting by okay and everything is fine. Yes. (laughs) I think we're going to put some individually packaged Halloween treats at our curb. So if trick or treaters come by, they can pick them up in a socially distanced way. Yeah, we, um, uh, my friend Kay in San Francisco was saying that she was thinking about um, using clothespins to just clip little tiny treat bags to a little bush outside their house. Oh, fun! Which is a smart idea. Because yeah. it keeps it up off the ground, and yet kids can get it really easily. And uh, yeah. Super smart. So, great idea from her that I now share with the world. Uh, so yeah, if you are doing Halloweeny things, do them safely. We hope you enjoy and that it is a fun respite for the stress of the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, If you would like to subscribe to the show, you can do that. We are always happy to have it. You can do that on the iHeartRadio app, at Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen. Happy Halloween! Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's radio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is raquel willis from queer chronicles right now there are close to 500 anti-lgbtq plus bills in state legislatures across the country Racing Network.